Welcome to the Protectors Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Piccolo. Hey, I'd like to welcome Gretchen Smith to the Protectors Podcast. Welcome. How are you doing? Good, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. No, I'm very, very, very happy to have you. You do such great work for our veterans that you really need to have a voice on every platform. That's the way I look at it. Well, I'll tell you what, our veterans are worth it. (laughs) They need a platform every day. That's the absolute truth. Now, let's let's backtrack. Where did you come from? Well, I am an Air Force veteran. I um, was in for a little over four years, served as a security specialist, and it was just a great uh, springboard into life. I met my husband, and he was Air Force as well in the transportation logistics um, career field. And we just really, we can't say enough about our time in the Air Force. It really prepared us for life. And we've had an incredibly successful one. And we attribute it to our time in the Air Force. Uh, it really did prepare us uh, for the success that we um, have created for ourselves. So fast forward, you know, I, d- I decided, you know, to stay at home with my children. My husband has had a great career and it just worked for our family. And, you know, once my children were grown and moved out, I have this time on my hands and I've always carried my dad in my heart. I lost him with his battle to PTSD, PTSD, excuse me. And it's just been, you know, it's just something I've always, um, you know, just thought about and pondered on and just never really had time to, you know, sit down and reflect on it with, with kids. And now that I'm older, uh, I want, I wanted to do something, um, for my dad to honor him. I did not, he, he lost his life in such a tragic way and he lived such a troubled life. I wanted to turn it into something good, into something positive. And, I, and he is my inspiration for Code of Vets. And I tell you what, Jason, it, it has really taken off from, from day one. I talked about my dad and his journey in his battle with PTSD. And there were so many veterans that, you know, messaged me and came my way and said, Gretchen, you know, what? I, I, I've walked that path. I know how your dad felt. You know, I've, I've been down that road. I'm still on that road. Keep talking. You know, it matters. And so Code of Vets had, you know, literally just took a life of its own and just started, it started organically growing and evolving from there based on my dad's story. And, you know, other veterans began sharing their journeys with me. And I, and I asked him for permission to share theirs. And it just, it just, that's how it took off. You know, I, I absolutely love it. I can't say enough about Code of Vets. No, either can I. And for the audience that doesn't know, Code of Vets, Gretchen, what she does, she finds cases, she vets them, and she's just really out there helping veterans out. You know, if someone needs uh, housing, medical attention, they're broken down on the side of the road, Gretchen is there and she just, bam, puts a call out and she gets funds for them and, and she's taking care of vets. Now, one thing you did mention was your your service. And now, did you was your dad in the Air Force as well? Did you follow him into the Air Force? No, he was in the Army. Uh, he served, um, he was airborne infantry. He served um, during Vietnam. He served two tours of duty. And that's, you know, of course, he came back, a, you know, a different, uh, changed individual. And he, and he told me, you know, um, before he had passed, 
that he left a piece of himself, a part of his soul. He said, Gretchen, I left my humanity in the jungle. And dad just never did get the help he needed. When he got back, he, uh, he just was out of control. He spiraled out of control and he did go to the VA. And at that time, and I know, you know, this just wasn't my dad's story is they told, this is, they told him he had something called shell shock. Uh, to shove it way down deep and to be a man, basically suck it up and be a man. And, you know, you don't, this is something you don't talk about. And so this, you know, the experiences my dad had in the jungle, um, just stayed bottled up in him and it ate away at him like a cancer. And it eventually ended up taking his life. And that's, you know, that's the message that I want to share with our veteran community is that's not the way to do it. It's the exact opposite. (laughs) You know, you, it's something we do need to talk about these experiences. We need to share them. We need to walk that path together. There's no reason to carry that load by yourself. And we have taken so many giant strides forward um, since, you know, the Vietnam era, but we have a long way to go. We have a lot of improvement because we have 22 a day. Uh, we have, you know, every roughly every 65 minutes, we have a veteran that commits suicide. So obviously, we still have work to do. But I, do, you know, I think the stigma um, of keeping a secret of, you know, hiding your PTSD, it's no longer quite as, you know, what it used to be. So we're definitely making progress, but there, we still have a lot of work to get to do. And I think one of the big um, overarching missions, um, a part of the mission of Code of Vets is just to raise awareness and I want veterans to feel like it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to step up and say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I've been through. This is my path. And that way we can pick up a you know, part of their, their burden and carry it with them. There's no cure to it. There is no cure to PTSD. But I tell you what, when you talk about it and you share that load, it makes it more manageable. No, exactly. And, and that word stigma, it's been stuck around for so long. You know, stigma, shell shock, it, it, it makes it not where you don't want to step forward. And one thing we've been noticing in the law enforcement world is that now a lot of police officers and a lot of, you know, law enforcement officers are taking their lives. is because yeah. they're afraid of that stigma that comes with the post-traumatic stress. Right. Yeah. You're afraid you're going to lose your job. You know, if you have a security clearance, there's concern about that. Uh, it just there is still that stigma that's there. And especially in the, you know, first responders, uh, law enforcement area, I've, you know, be, you know, the bigger that code of vets grows because a lot of our law enforcement are veterans, you know, so we can we intertwine there. And so I, you know, I've dealt with, you know, police officers who are veterans that deal with it. Uh, and it's interesting that their, their suicide is just as serious. And there's a crisis in that in, cause our communities blend, you know, our brothers in blue are, there's just so many that served. And I, I think we all need to come together and we need to have these discussions out in the open about how, how do we help each other? How do we do it on a grassroots level? Because I don't think the government, I don't think DC is the answer. I, they've had, you know, years and years to resolve this and to make progress. And I don't see it at my level at, you know, here truly, you know, where we're, we're walking through the weeds, we're helping one veteran at a time. And you know, in my view, I think we are the solution. It's us coming together in historic numbers, including all first responders and veterans and coming, you know, just walking as one, figuring this out, talking about it, what works, what doesn't work, share your journey. You know, let's, let's create a network across the nation where when somebody is in crisis, we can immediately reach out and have a brother or sister in arms in that moment to walk through that dark spot. 
and I, I truly, you know, and I've done that many, many times in, on an individual case basis, and, and it works. Uh, literally, when they're crying out, um, they want to know uh, when somebody's suicide, they suicidal. They want to know somebody's there, that somebody cares, that they're not alone. And it's, and I have found with my dad, and you know, and through some other veterans, that sometimes family. Uh, it's difficult because family's complicated and you can't always reach out to your family because there are just so many, you know, your history, the history you have with your family, you don't feel comfortable with sharing certain things, certain experiences. But when it comes to brotherhood, um, serving, you know, in, in the military, it's a unique experience. And when you've worn that uniform and you've experienced on a day to day basis on what it's like to serve your country and take that oath, there's that camaraderie. There's a bond there that's t- difficult to explain. And so when you have those conversations, you sit down and they understand that you've served. And I, you know, especially when I share with veterans that I've walked that path with my dad, you know, and, have, and I, you know, he was suicidal on several different, different occasions. They, they, they drop their guard and they, they understand that you get it you know, that you've, you've, you've walked that path as well. And it, it's a tough one. I mean, this is a, there's really no simple answers, but I truly believe that us coming together historically, um, I believe that we can drastically reduce the suicide rate in, in this, in this community. No, and I agree. You know, one of my, one of my thoughts was always a lot of police officers, either when they're coming to the end of their career, are they left, just left a career? that's when the really dark days come because they don't have that brotherhood there. And I think that's the same way as once you're, you know, I'm a veteran, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. did a tour in Iraq, 05, 06. I was in the army in the nineties. <clears throat> but the thing is, once you lose that brotherhood uh, and you move on, it's just not there. You don't have that support network. So the grassroots effort is the actually, I, I think it's going to be the best way to go about it. It doesn't have to be, you know, going to VA and get a whole ton of medication and just get no, and blast it out of your mind. It's no, that, Jason, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I just don't think pills are the answer for PTSD. I, I've never believed that was the answer. I watched my dad. He was hopped up on a, di- you know, different medication through the VAD or, or VA, including opioids and antidepressants. And my dad had been diagnosed with bipolar and it all stemmed, you know, from his PTSD. And it's just... I, I don't find that to be the answer. I, you, I, you know, I lost that. Obviously, it wasn't the answer for him. I, I, I think it's us. I think it's us talking about it, us figuring out together what, you know, what works. And that camaraderie works. It's genuine. It's us sharing you know, these experiences together. And we, what we have to do, though, in the veteran and in the first responder community in general, I think, is create a network that's functional at the grassroots level. Um, so when we have uh, brothers that are and sisters in distress, that we can reach out at a moment's notice and have somebody there throughout the nation. Uh, and for me, I've, you know, that's my goal. It's my dream is to have this nation, national um, network of us truly caring about each other, boots on the ground, uh, and, and not relying on the VA and medication to solve this crisis that we find ourselves in. And a lot of times that crisis, it could be a 24 to 48 hour period that you just have to get them through it. You know, it's that dark cloud. It's like that. I always called it like a sponge. There's like this weird dark sponge in my head. If I could just pull it out, the darkness goes away. And sometimes, you know, 24, 48 hours later, if you make it through that point, you're fine, but you have to get there and you have to have a network. 
And, you know, the code of ethics, like, yeah. you know, that's the yeah. biggest thing is you have a huge Twitter pre- pre- uh, presence. You got a great network out there. It's out now is the opportunity for us to meld all these communities together, the first responders, the law enforcement. So. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. And, and sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge I'm finding because I'm still new to this. I'm still growing and learning. And what I'm finding are these different organizations and different groups all like to, I, you know, they they like to operate on, a, on an island, so to speak. They're, you know, everybody's concerned about their donations and funding and that, you know, they, they don't want to promote each other. And I literally, Code of Vets, I want to be a warehouse. I want to bring in as many veteran, as many first responder organizations as possible. And let's join together as one. And let's figure out, because the solution is all the same for us. We all have the same mission in mind, and that's saving lives, taking care of each other here at our level, level instead of being at the executive level. Yeah, exactly. Us doing it on our, you know, us doing it together as one. How can we accomplish that? So I am always looking for ways to partner with other orgs just, just to make my mission more successful and your mission. We all have that same mission, you know? So we just need to figure out how do we come together, like you said, and meld together and act as one and walk the same cadence, you know, speak with one voice. Just imagine how powerful we would be if we could all find that common ground. Well, you bring up a great point, the whole monetization of it. And now it's it's tough to find organizations. You know, you, you look at the charity navigators, you look at this, you look at that. But I tell you what, when I see you put up a post, and I know you're vetting these people out as much as you possibly can, and you're only looking for a certain amount of money, you're going to be able to get a res- an immediate response. You're not going to have to be like, well, you know, we're going to have to set a, an application to this organization, and, you know, they have their own ways to do it. You know, they're a 501c or or charity organization, you have, but sometimes you see an immediate response. Yeah. Yeah. We literally are crisis intervention. We are, you know, virtual boots on the, on the ground right now. I'm trying to, you know, evolve into physical boots on the ground. But when we come across veterans and Dr. Cindy Walters, my partner, and she is behind the scenes and she vets the veterans and ensures that, and that the situation is genuine and that the per- person has served. And once she gives them the, you know, the green light that they have, that's when I, you know, start posting their picture. I start live streaming and there's just this immediate response because we don't have layers. We don't have an application process. We don't have a waiting period. It's literally that, you know, it's us veterans helping veterans. I can, I can turn on the live stream and say, Hey, this is the situation. This is the veteran. He's in his car or in a barn. You know, we need $1,300 and we need it as soon as possible. And with a matter of hours, I can raise those funds, turn around and, you know, because we utilize PayPal, Code of Vets PayPal and whatever, every penny that comes in for that, for that veteran I've discussed, every single penny goes right back out to that veteran. And we, we actually, if they don't have a PayPal, we tell them, we help them create one to, 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 to set one up because that's our primary way of getting them money. And it's fast. It's effective. It's efficient. I don't see any other vet org. Or, or honestly, any other org out there using social media in the manner that Code of Vets is. And we found a way to immediately intervene in, veter- in veterans' lives when they're in crisis or in their, there's a strong need. So it's absolutely phenomenal. It is true grassroots. It's the, I think it's just the perfect picture of grassroots. And it's, it's just taken this life of its own because a, the, 
all of the Code of Vets veterans and followers get to watch the story unfold in real life, you know, in, in, on Twitter and on social media from the second that I cross paths with them to the moment they're opening up their Amazon boxes that whatever we've sent to them or whatever funding we've sent to them to say, hey, look, at we've co- accomplished this mission. This veteran just received $700 from your donation for this specific purpose, whatever the case is. And it's just absolutely unbelievable to see the feedback because the donors are seeing who their money is going to, what it's being used for, and it's and it's in a very you know quick manner. No, exactly. And I think you really need to coin that phrase, virtual boots on the ground, because <laughs> you know, right now, I mean, it's immediate. If you think, yeah, I, yeah, it's really, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah we're doing this is an immediate service we're providing, and it, it just feels so good to be able to do that. You know, our veterans that we are assisting are so worthy; they deserve their stories to be told. They deserve to have this quick crisis intervention that we're providing them. And it, and, and, and I know you know we have twenty plus million, so I know we're not going to be able to touch every veteran. We are we are a very small organization. Our nation is huge, but what we're doing, you know, the veterans we are able to touch. And I'm sharing that story. What we're doing is we're putting a face and a name to the term veteran and we're raising awareness. And, and Cindy and I are out in social media every day, all day, um, assisting veterans, putting the word out, you know, sharing these stories. And I think it matters. I think, the you know, it's, our mission is spreading and people are starting to see, you know, more and more uh, veterans stories every day. You know, and I and Code of Vets is part of that. And I'm just so, I literally get so fired up about it. <laughs> you know, it, it just lights up my American spirit because this is who we are. This is our nation is us taking care of each other, um, you know, on this level. And we need more of it. I want to inspire other veterans to step up and, or police officers to say, hey, you know, we need to do, you know, we need to do this as well. You know, because I can't take care of everybody. I want I want everybody um, that that's got this passion about the military community, about the the our brothers in blue, about first responders in general to step up and start start using social media for something good, for something powerful. Uh, and it truly is just you know it's grassroots. No, and that's that's the exact reason that you know I wanted you on here because I, I want to somehow bridge this gap between law enforcement, military, and just get awareness that we're all out there trying to help each other. It's, it is brother and sisterhood. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're all, you know, we've all served in some capacity, you know, putting our nation first, um, protecting, um, our American citizens in one form or another. And, and, and with that, you know, comes, PTSD and other issues that that are unique to our community. And, and although I do know we have, you know, PTSD out in the civilian world, it's a little bit different when it's with combat. And, you know, when you're a, a police officer facing life and death um, situations uh, throughout your career, I, I just think we, you know, we have a bond there. We have a community that we need to meld together, come together and take care of each other and, and talk about, these particular issues and, and just get those stories out there on a, and I, I love these individual stories because again, it just puts a, a human connection, a face and a name to it. And there's nothing more powerful that than when you do that, um, because it helps, um, our, um, our civilians to, to see, you know, what it's like and what our veterans and what our police officers are going through because some of it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's traumatic. You know, I have a case right now where I have a 75-year-old Vietnam veteran living in a barn. 
and he and he scrapes for food and it breaks my heart. I mean, I've got so many stories. You went, it just, it's heartbreaking, Jason. And America needs to know about it. They need to know that our warriors, our oath keepers deserve better than what, how they're living. Um, and, and who better to do that than us, than us stepping up, sharing, we're, we're sharing our brothers and our sisters stories. And because you, it's just so heartfelt and genuine, you know, we're, we're going to take care of each other and we're going to, we're creating a platform for the, for our broken, for our lost, for our downtrodden, and we're giving them a voice uh, and they deserve it. Well, you know, that's one thing you bring up. Your code of S isn't just for people suffering from PTSD. It could be, like you said, a, a veteran living in a barn. It could be someone has, you know, they, they need, they rely on a, a, a car. They rely on a car to get to work. I mean, these are things that Code of Vets are out there helping with. Yeah, yeah. We run the gambit with the issues that we take on. Uh, w- generally, our mission is we take care of our own one veteran at a time. And for us, we don't really care what the issue is. Whatever it is, we're going to tackle it and we're going to work on it together. And we're going to find a solution. And, you know, if it's that, you know, they need a bag of groceries or we, we, we also or they need their yard cut. All the way up to, we had six veterans living under a bridge in West Virginia, and we were able to assist in removing uh, them from the bridge and putting them into apartments and raising money for, you know, rent for seven months. And we filled both apartments with household goods. So, I mean, we do, you know, very small uh, things all the way up to the to the largest housing, you know, getting homeless veterans off the streets. So, and anything and everything in between, including you know, helping with VA appointments and um, improving benefits and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> we take it all on. You know, we we are we are just seriously here for our for our community, whatever that looks like, whatever shape it takes, um, whatever path we have to walk down with that veteran. We will literally walk through hell with them to get them to um, a place of stability. And we've, we've come walked across some, you know, some crazy situations. You know, some of our veterans are big hot messes. And my dad was one of them. That's why I can say that. Hey, uh, so tell me, what is the, the happiest things ever happened? Like, I've, as, what's made you the happiest out of all helping all the vets? You know. I usually ask for inspiration, but this one, you, know, I mean, there's, you could tell in your voice or something. I've, oh my know. gosh. Yeah, there's so many different little things that happened. There was a veteran in Camden, South Carolina that was toothless for four years and he crossed our paths and he actually had been following us and we, I knew him and, you know, on, on Twitter and we, we would DM and he contacted me and said, Gretchen, you know, I have a problem. I, you know, I have a prescription that I can't pay for. And I need help. So I just put it out there on Twitter. You know, we need, and it was, and it was very, it was $65. It was nothing big. It was just something small I was going to do for him. And another veteran actually stepped up within a matter of minutes and said, Hey, Gretchen, I'm going to send you the money to pay for this for um, my brother. And, you know, none, and none of us really had ever met in real life. So we're all just, you know, we do this together. So the, the, I was talking with Eddie and that's his name. And, uh, you know, he, I was excited and, you know, I just was getting to know him a little bit more and lo and behold, you know, we discover that, you know, he didn't have teeth and he was just kind of sharing who he was and he was talking to Cindy and talking to me. And so we all decided that, well, you know what, Cindy and I talked to about it and we're, we're like, we're going to get this veteran some teeth. He's 46 years old. It's absolutely absurd you know, that he's, he's living an isolated, isolated life, no life because he's ashamed. So 
you know, we, we did what we, you know, do best and put the word out and talked about it and live stream about it. And with literally, oh my gosh, a very short period of time, I want to say a day or two, we had the $3,000 for his teeth. And I tell you what, Jason, um, when he ended up getting his teeth, you know, I, I showed a, a before picture and then he sent me a, a picture afterwards when he got his teeth and just the look on his face, the look in his eyes and that smile. And he called me and he was, you know, just teary eyed in tears and said, Gretchen, you just don't know what you've done for me. And he said, I know they're just teeth. He said, but this has literally changed my life. And to get a phone call like that, you can't, you could never give me a paycheck that would fill my heart with joy and make me as, as proud as I am of what we're doing. We are literally transforming lives and giving them a second chance of life by just doing a variety of different things for whatever they may need, however it may look, That's and we accomplish it. And it just, just to hear the joy in his voice and the gratitude and the humility, um, and he's, you know, I, I know I have a friend for life in him, and, and I know I have a brother for life in him. And I just, <laughs> and I have story after story after story. So th- that's what motivates me. That's what makes me proud. Those are the moments that are special about Code of Vets. No, absolutely. And these little, these, I mean, you're saying they're little. They're not really little because what happens is it's, it's like a wave. And it's eventually, you know, these little ripples are going to make a wave. And they're going to pay it forward. Everybody that you're helping out, one way or the other, will pay it forward. Whether it's making you smile and making you push on and do even more, or whether they're going to help someone else in the uh, the brotherhood or sisterhood. So, absolutely, that's where it's at, and that's what I like about this grassroots look at it. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're inspiring each other. These stories are um, they're just so incredibly uplifting, and there's every, every, there's so much good about Code of Vets, and I, and as the veterans are receiving the assistance, they're wanting to turn around and help other veterans. I, I have a female veteran who is a, a, just a, a, in a, such a mess medically and financially, and she lives out right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. And I've recently recently posted about her because I'm so concerned about her. But anyway, not, you know, not too long ago, she was headed to the VA in, in Indianapolis and she ran across a homeless veteran um, with no boots on. He was trying to sell his boots, literally trying to sell his boots. So here's her with nothing, lives in a dilapidated home, very, you know, very sick, has some really serious medical issues. And she took him into her home and helped him for, you know, a period of time. And it's just and she said, you know, you guys are helping me. I'm helping him. And it's just, it's just an amazing and amazing thing that we're witnessing. It's just, it's a growing, it's evolving. And like you said, it's, there's a, there's a ripple effect. It starts out small, but it is eventually going to turn into this giant wave. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think you're seeing a lot right now. You're seeing a lot of more, a lot more positive stories coming from veteran organizations. You know, it's, it, there's not, I don't see as many hateful rants running around the internet. I see a lot of us just trying to come together and just trying to help each other out. Right. And I think, yeah, oh, yeah. I think we're definitely seeing, uh, you know, the, the blurring the lines between the, the first responder law enforcement community and the military, yeah. especially when it comes to PTSD and, and helping each other out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, we can, we can do a lot together. There's, we can accomplish a lot together. I always say together we are unstoppable and I truly buy into that. There's power in numbers, Jason. And the more that we 
collectively come together and work as one, work in unison, the more we're going to be able to accomplish and the more lives we're going to be able to save and transform and change. And who better than to give that second chance at life than those who have served us uh, in, in whatever capacity. It's just, it's, it's absolutely beautiful to see this unfolding in front of us. No, it is. And that brings me on to one of my last questions for you is what can we do to help go to vets? Well, you know, we, we are social media and the, the more that our mission is shared, when you see a post about a, a veteran in need or just veteran issues in general, when Code of Vets, put, we put our information out there, I, it is so critical for people to share it because you never know. It only takes one pair of eyes to see that one post that will offer that, that person hope where they will not pull the trigger. I've even had a phone call saying, hey, Gretchen, you, you're, you're, you don't know this, but one of your posts about hope saved my life last year. I had a gun. I was sitting in my kitchen. I had a gun in my lap. And I, one of your posts pop up, popped up about hope. And I, instead of pulling the trigger, I read all the replies from other veterans about that tweet. And that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's just absolutely so difficult for me to wrap my mind around. But anyway, just sharing the post, um, donating, if you have, if you have, um, the funds to help every single penny goes to veterans. We don't keep anything because I do everything from home. It's, you know, this is something that's new. It's cutting edge and I'm, I'm taking advantage of social media. So I do everything at home. So I'm able to give it all back. And now we've got our latest thing that we are asking is I have a website where you can join. We are physically creating um, state by state code of vets teams. And I, I'm so uh, excited to see about how that evolves and where that goes. Because again, I'm keeping it super simple. There's, I am never going to, this will never be a complicated entity. It's all about us just simply taking care of each other. And so I'm asking people to step up and join so that if somebody in your state, in your particular area, if, you ha- if we have someone in crisis and you would like to take them a bag of groceries or just go check on them saying, hey, Gretchen, I went and looked, you know, checked on them. And yeah, they're, you know. It's not a good situation. You know, we're going to be even more effective um, and be able to solve even more. So that's that's how you can assist Code of Vets and, uh, you know, in our military our hopefully in the, you know, the future when we all join forces, the, the first responders and police officers community, we can all just take care of each other. You know, that's where it's at, taking care of each other because you can't rely on. Uh, yeah can't rely on a lot of other things, but you can rely on, you know, your brotherhood and sisterhood. We can, yeah, we can rely on each other. Yeah, absolutely. So we could find you on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. At Code of Vets on Twitter. Um, CodeofVets.com is our website. And then Code of Vets on Facebook and Instagram. And li- <laughs> we have a new, we have a new LinkedIn account actually that we're, you know, getting jobs for veterans. So we just do a little bit That's of everything. On- <laughs> yeah. 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 If you need a job, let me know because I, you know, I've actually been quite effective in that area. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely one thing. It's all, that empowers, yeah, it's all about yeah. Networking. yeah. Oh yeah. Just getting the word out. Well, I'm going to follow your LinkedIn. I didn't know you had it on there, but I do follow everything else. But Gretchen, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And I, you know, hey, really I appreciate it. And I'm honored to have you as a guest. Thank you, Jason. I'm telling you what, I'm fired up. Um, I'm just getting started and I can't wait to see where Code of Vets goes from here. Oh, it's going to, it's saving, it's saving lives. Yeah. It's not just yeah. changing it's, lives, yeah. it's saving lives. It's, yeah. It, I, it, you're right. It, yeah. It's a beautiful thing and I, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of it. 